0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good evening. I uh, hope that everything is appearing well on your side of the screen. I can tell you guys for a fact, my side of the screen is running a little slow today. Uh, So uh, please do pardon my hiccups if there are any to report. Uh, Things might be... As crystal clear as a glass on your side of the screen, ladies and gentlemen. But rest assured, over here, we have become a glitch mob of some type of um, uh, robotic, static, and clingy, uh, wonky uh, Wi Fi. So, uh, well, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Sea Report. Uh, We are coming to you live. I am coming to you live today on this uh, Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. I'm your host, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Gossetis. Whichever one sticks for you, my friends, is the best route to go. But yes, uh, do rest assured here, uh, The C Report uh, coming to you again this Tuesday. Wanted to go live a little earlier today, but This computer's been running awfully slow the last, I don't know, 12 to 18 hours. So I've been uh, working on trying to get it to go faster. And I think that uh, we're almost there, maybe. You might have noticed all of the, um, how you say... Uh, kind of waiting in between the uh, intro and that long, long, long countdown. Anyways, you guys know that long countdown is there for a reason. Ladies and gentlemen, nevertheless, don't want to deprive you all of uh, the news reports that we have for today, or I should say the news stories within the report, um <clears throat> coming live uh always at uh the foxholder at pill.net and rumble.com as well as twitch and cloud hub. If you're joining us tonight, good evening. Uh if this is your first foray into a C report, uh well welcome, welcome, welcome. You are most definitely welcome to join us. Uh this is an America First News broadcast. Are we affiliated with America First? Well, I think that depends on uh, what you're talking about, but you know what I'm talking about if you're talking about America first, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So, you know, uh, call it a bias, but a lot of our news reports uh, follow that same stream of thought. Uh, It serves us well, I think. It definitely serves me well, because at least I feel like I am serving some kind of information. But um, uh, yeah, so tonight, you know, we will kind of get back on par with some of the stories that we tend to tell here uh, around the campfire with Mr. C and uh, the likes, ladies and gentlemen. Should be a fun, fun story nonetheless. Well, you know, uh, is election fraud and election integrity fun? I'd like to think so. You know, uh, they say elections are becoming sexy again, if they ever were, ladies and gentlemen. By sexy, we don't mean provocative and uh, lust worthy. We mean exciting, mysterious, um, provocative, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Looks like we got some uh, family members hanging out over at the app. We got the Texan in the house. Uh, howdy, Texan, the Patriot 1776. Good to see you again, as always, my friend Aurelius Locke. Also joining in on early. Glad to see you guys. If you're joining us over at Rumble, I apologize. Uh, I may not be able to monitor the rumbles today. I might actually not really be able to monitor the chat room over at the Foxhole because it is slowing down my computer which is, uh, it, it's not a bad thing, but it's not a good thing when you're trying to, uh, you know, broadcast to the audience that is uh, doing all that. But anyways, guys, anyways, that is not the point of that. Um, uh, a lot of points to be had though, you know, we had what? Um, uh, an explosion at the, was it the Hoover Dam, right? The big one? Anyways, so that happens today. Um, just all of these very interesting little intricate little things happening. You know, I can't really switch and slide over as much as I'd like to at the moment, guys, but we'll get there. Uh, let me see what else we got going on here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's primarily going to be, yeah, it's primarily going to be election topics for tonight. Let what is this? What's going on here? Sorry, my computer's being very funny right now. Okay, all right, guys. Okay, so let's do this uh, while my computer thinks about itself. Let us um, start hopping on to some President Trump statements. Nothing like some good old President Trump statements to uh, get the show rolling. I mean, the show is a rolling, sir and uh, madam, but... um, there we go, all right. And uh, we're gonna pull up some of these statements, a lot of stuff going on in the world of Trump, not in Trump world, in the world of Trump, ladies and gentlemen, in the world of Trump, uh, like supposedly, I guess we're going to be having, um, yeah, we're going to be having a January 6th hearing tomorrow, apparently, at prime time, it returns to Primetime for the eighth episode of So I Watched the Lawn Grow, brought to you by the January 6th Unselect Committee in Washington, D.C. Apparently, we're going to have some more surprise witnesses. You know, you really would think that they would have had this stuff, uh, you know, put together a long time ago. I mean, really. Uh, They had over a year to do it, and they're still, actually, uh, they're still trying to get themselves, uh, like, uh, some kind of assist. That's the thing that makes no sense if you're thinking about it quite logically, ladies and gentlemen. They're depending on all of these external assists when they've already had more than a year to prepare So that, ladies and gentlemen, I think, is what makes about absolutely half no sense uh, in regards to this. Uh, You might be wondering, well, what am I asking about? Well, you know, it is only now that they have what? That they have particular uh, members of what? Uh, President Trump's former uh, administration or, you know, even, even, uh, even people coming out of nowhere. Okay. Uh, After being asked, can you please, ladies and gentlemen, can you please support the January 6th Unselect Committee in our endeavor to ruin this man's life? Sign up now, why don't you? See what kind of benefits you get when you assist the January 6th Unselect Committee in doing what they could not do. I mean, the latest example, ladies and gentlemen, uh, would probably, aside from what's going to be going on tomorrow evening, right? Aside from that, uh, sounds like um, it's probably going to be uh, this newest report that we'll be talking about a little bit later on tonight. Yeah, I'm telling you the rhinos are coming out so clearly right now, like these rhinos, they are coming out so clearly, like they are showing themselves uh, from the rhinos of Colorado to the rhinos of Pennsylvania, to the rhinos from the days of yore, ladies and gentlemen, that they just, uh, you know, they might have retired. They didn't run for reelection. Uh, they've done their job, ladies and gentlemen. They've done their job. You know, every rhino is every bit of apprehensive about coming up to bat ladies and gentlemen every rhino you better believe they're apprehensive they're like okay so now the people are going to uh see what i'm really all about see what i am voting for or not voting for see who i'm really standing next to in the long run of things uh the rhinos ladies and gentlemen uh great example again coming out of um this um Uh, this 70-something page report wherein, again, they find absolutely no evidence of election fraud, which you know why they have to have these reports coming out right now, of course. You know why that has to be the topic of conversation. And that's because everyone is asking the January 6th Unselect Committee, who's uh, running on a... Uh, the 2020 election was the fairest and most secure election in the history of the world, in the history of democracy. Okay, they have to uh, they have to bring that up because, after all, uh, the people are asking the January 6th unselect committee. Hey. Have you considered any of the evidence that has been um, uh, brought to the courts since January 20th? And uh, allegedly, these rhinos of yore put together this report that basically says um, there was no election fraud. And we've been through every single day. They went through like 60 or 70 different uh, cases of election fraud. These rhinos did this on their free time without pay voluntarily? Probably not. Probably just being a little bit facetious there, guys. But they are getting asked that question. Have you considered any of the evidence brought to the courts since... 2020. Have you considered 2,000 mules? Now that's another very trying question for that audience in particular. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they, they will, uh, they will, um, uh, release fake rewards, uh, which actually interesting enough, all of these things are, uh, all of these things are covered in the thoughts and the truths and the statements of our president, President Donald Trump, as we'll get to in just a moment uh you know but uh yeah they um they are without a leg to stand on ladies and gentlemen truly without a leg to stand on truly you know fake awards to uh you know uh, made up um notions of what urban legends to uh fake um uh, committee hearings to fake panels fake investigations uh, fake ballots everything about them is fake guys that's pretty bad if you ask me but speaking of rhinos let's start with this very first fresh statement from president trump ladies and gentlemen Speaking of rhinos, we kind of dipped into this guy a little bit uh, a couple of episodes ago, so I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy the stay while we're here. President Trump says, so what's Speaker Robin Voss doing on the great Wisconsin Supreme Court ruling declaring hundreds of thousands of drop box votes to be illegal? This is not a time for him to hide, but a time to act. I don't know what his opponent in the upcoming, I don't know who, oh wait, I don't know, says President Trump, his opponent in the upcoming primary, but feel certain he will do well if Speaker Voss does not move with gusto. Robin, don't let the voters of Wisconsin down yeah, gotta love how President Trump constantly, ladies and gentlemen, puts on that spotlight on wherever it needs to go, where your focus needs to go, America, that is where the President Trump spotlight will go. And uh, he's definitely been bringing some sunlight to Speaker Rhino Robin Voss in Wisconsin. What are you going to do, Robin Voss? I mean, after all, Uh, You try and sneak in legislation to allow drop boxes even after the first time the judges in Wisconsin ruled ballot boxes unconstitutional, right? Even after the first time, this man This duplicitous, double-faced man, ladies and gentlemen, what is he going to do? He's already said, after all, that we can never decertify the 2020 election. There simply is no constitutional way to do so. Yeah, Robin Voss, well, it sounds like you don't understand the Constitution of the United States of America and how it works. Maybe someone can help you out with that. Uh, let's go. My statements are a little mixed here. So let's uh, go with this one next. Talking about the January 6th Unselect Committee. What does the president have to say? I told you all of our topics for the Open are in the president's wheelhouse of uh, discussionary topics, ladies and gentlemen. From rhinos to ragamuffins let's talk about the uh, january 6th unselect committee president trump says wow prosecutors have just dropped all charges against ratings challenged colbert show staffers (laughs) who entered the capitol illegally disregarded police warnings would not leave the premises and were very loud and disruptive late into the evening with no security present present as is mandated by law okay so maybe this is not about the unselect committee but it might as well be ladies and gentlemen about the unselect committee because after all uh these uh these uh, coal bear show staffers who are probably hopped up on adrenochrome and walnut sauce running around frantically throughout the white house or the Capitol, i should say yeah yeah We've never had anything like that happen in D.C. before, have we? Mm. Uh, President Trump concludes these radical left lunatics from a failing show were treated so differently than the unselects are treating so many of our great American patriots. Not fair. So indeed calling out... Indeed, calling out the unselects, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from this uh, Colbert flim-flam of a show, ladies and gentlemen. Not a big fan of Colbert here. Just saying, not a big fan of Colbert. Never have been. Can't stand that man. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Colbert. Uh, We'll end with that one. Uh, Let's go to this one next. This is a uh, statement... Oh, watch how it expands, ladies and gentlemen. It gets bigger and bigger. For your reading ease, this one has to do with uh, fake awards, ladies and gentlemen, as I just mentioned. Fake awards. I mean, you guys know them. You guys saw them over there at the John Kennedy Library. Uh, That was a total shim-sham flim-flam. They awarded the worst people for upholding their standards of democracy, ladies and gentlemen, their standards, goodness. Hey, Tam Grell. good evening, good to see you, welcome into the audience, I'm glad you're joining us this evening, thank you so much for gifting the can, and uh, the Texan for tossing a cookie, thank you for tossing your cookie, the Texan, much appreciated, much appreciated. Hey, Skeeter Burke, see you in the audience there, good to see you, love, and glad you're joining us. Now, let's talk a little bit about these fake awards. Uh, we saw the J- JFK fake award for the likes of Wandrea uh, Shamos, really? And for Vladimir Zelinsky, really? Okay, well, you know, uh, fake awards, no, no bounds. It's just a shame because uh, when you're talking about something like the Pulitzer, uh, which President Trump has been writing about for quite some time, Well, then you know, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, this is an award that was at one point in its existence held in high esteem with the utmost regard and uh, covetousness, ladies and gentlemen, of people in the field. They wanted that Pulitzer. Some people would do whatever it took to get that um, award for journalism Here is a new statement from President Trump regarding the Pulitzer. It says, uh, the Pulitzer, not to be confused with the Jovan Pulitzer, um, the Pulitzer board has taken, hey, what is going on here? Dan Cox is taking over apparently. I apologize, guys, in the live stream for that. Let me go ahead and get this thing fixed up again. There we go. That should be better. It says here. Uh, the pulitzer board has taken away any shred of credibility it had left with its response regarding the 2018 pulitzer prize for national reporting which was awarded to the new york times and the washington compost for blatant fake news yes president trump they are awarded for deception and uh inaccuracy Uh, Instead of acting with integrity and providing transparency, the Pulitzer board is running cover for the biggest reporting failure in modern history, the fake Russia, Russia, Russia collusion hoax. Why would the Washington Compost or the New York Times ever want to admit their obvious mistakes? and come clean when their false reporting is being guarded and awarded by the Pulitzer Prize, which at one point actually meant something. So you see, this could be kind of like a strange snowball effect, wherein you have uh, the Washington Compost and the New York Times being protected, obviously, right? They're being protected by their elitist uh, puppet masters, and then you have the Pulitzer Prize, the Pulitzer Award itself, that doesn't want to admit that it screwed up, or that it's protecting, you know, its, uh, its uh, harem, its harem reporting venues and uh, media sites. Uh, So it's a vicious cycle for themselves, really. You know, they're eating each other, they're eating themselves, um, and uh, they are just totally destroying any modicum of uh, honor and respect that they once commanded. But no more, ladies and gentlemen, no more. The uh, statement continues, these outlets, uh, did I read that? Yeah. These outlets should hand back their prizes without notification from Pulitzer, which would be the honorable thing to do. The only way the New York Times and the Washington Post could possibly uh, get, should get a possible Pulitzer Prize would be in a new category, disinformation for helping to perpetrate a false story created and peddled by crooked Hillary Clinton, the DNC, and certain low-life thugs. But wait, we're not done just yet, ladies and gentlemen. The statement continues. Right up here at the tippy-top. Okay, it says here, The truth is, That the 2018 Pulitzer Prize was handed out for reporting that merely parroted political disinformation, disinformation that we know was fabricated by foreign operatives and my political opponents. If the Pulitzer Prize has become a blatant acknowledgement of false liberal political propaganda, then the Pulitzer board should just say so. Instead, they hide their supposed independent investigation in a veil of secrecy so the public cannot know the truth. I will continue doing everything possible to the right to right the wrong caused by the 2018 Pulitzer Prize and also to right the wrong being done by the January 6th Committee of Unselects, where there is no due process, no cross-examination, no real Republican members, and no legitimacy. It is a witch hunt of the highest level and the likes of which has never been seen in our country before. Take note, ladies and gentlemen, this man has endured so many witch hunts, It is uh, unfathomable, ladies and gentlemen, downright nigh unfathomable, I'm telling you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you. Hey, F103, good to see you in the audience. Sorry I didn't see you there earlier. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you're doing well. Sounds like we need a new system. Indeed, it does, F103. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, final statement from President Trump for this evening, and it goes this way. Uh, Maryland, Maryland, vote for Dan Cox today. He will be a great governor. Oh yeah, we got some elections going on today, right? Well, we'll definitely pick up in the ashes of tonight's elections. Um, oh, today's Tuesday, right? Yep, so it would be today, wouldn't it? Uh, we'll pick it up tomorrow, I suppose. Barring uh, this computer is not running as slow as it is on um my side again tomorrow. I mean, you know, it's slow. It's running slow. If I sound like I am talking slow, I am talking slow. Because of my, um, uh, my Wi-Fi over here. It's just, it's really, really uh, sketch right now. So I feel like by uh, talking slow, I might be uh, compensating for any glitches that are going through on my end. I might not be aware of, I might not be aware of them. What did I close ladies and gentlemen? Oh, it's probably still finding itself Anyhow, guys, so there you go. There are some statements from President Trump that will get us rolling into today's, um, today's show. Uh, we will be uh, highlighting uh, Arizona. We're going to talk some Arizona today. Come on. Sorry, I'm waiting for this computer to respond to me. Very cool, Michael West, thanks for joining the show. Michael West in the chat room says, just got back from Maryland on vacation and seen Dan Cox signs everywhere. That's some good news right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, That bodes well for Dan Cox. Let's see how the elections turn out, you know, Uh, because uh, these guys, ladies and gentlemen, they're still stealing elections. I mean, we know this, obviously, we know this, but they're still doing it. So uh, let's see how many more elections these guys get through. Stealing, I mean. Let's see how many more elections these guys get through stealing. So uh, what we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is a situation in, uh, in Arizona perfect frame for today's episode, I think, because we're talking about the rhinos coming out to play. Like, right now, guys, this is the time to uh, see the rhinos, you know? Uh, Say, for example, and I'm going to struggle with this analogy because I'm not the hunter type, but say, for example, Uh, Or or a fisher, right? I'm not a fisherman either. But say, for example, you know when the uh, swarms of fish or animals come in and the best time to catch is, right? You know the best time to catch, right? Say when the grunion run over there in California. (laughs) It's under the light of a full moon that they come out and you can catch them, right? As they procreate on the beach. Um, So... When is the best time to catch a rhino, one might ask. When is the best time to um, fully see in its natural habitat a rhino on the field? Okay, so perfect, perfect for that. So the rhinos are coming out to play. They've never been easier to identify. I mean, if you live your life by the mantra that election integrity will be your guidepost, when determining who to vote for or who not to vote for, I think you will easily find that using election integrity or even some of the rhetoric of Kerry uh, Lake or President Trump will also serve as a good um, a good uh, guidepost for uh, those who will not jive with that message and those They may be conservatives. They may be Republicans. They may be former pro-Trump politicians, okay? But they will never jive with that message. They will show you uh, their face, ladies and gentlemen, the face of a rhino, okay? So we got the rhinos partying out in Las Las Vegas, out in Arizona. They party in Las Vegas too, I'm sure uh we have ladies and gentlemen um uh, brand new reports that simply um lie about election fraud in 2020 and beyond we have um uh, polls coming out that just s- end up being exactly the opposite it's kind of like a symptom something that we saw in 2016 with trump You know, now we have this weird thing happening in 2022 where the winner of the election is the loser of the polls, except this time, instead of it being Trump winning and losing in the polls, we got, uh, we got what (laughs) Raffensperger, right? We got, uh, Pamela Anderson losing in the polls and winning the elections. Oh, the pollsters have never been so wrong, ladies and gentlemen. So perfect, perfect framing for tonight's show because if you also think about it as well, there is still a lot of fraud happening in Arizona. There is still a lot of fraud being uncovered in Arizona from the 2020-2021 elections, ladies and gentlemen, and they've got themselves a primary coming up next month. Really quick, I mean, we're talking weeks away not even a month away. We're talking like two weeks at the slimmest time period. So we got Mike Pence, Rhino number one. Now, you know, okay, I get it. There's a lot of um, legends and narratives and mythologies and bedtime stories about key players in the former optically seated Trump administration. I get it. There's a lot of them. We're talking like everyone from uh, Mike Pence to Bill Barr to, uh, you know, the dude over at the FBI, Director Ray, uh, to people who have absolutely almost no consequence anymore, it seems. But, uh, you know, like uh, Sessions or, or Whitaker or something like that, you know? I get it, but you know, uh, again, still talking like you're playing a really good show. We got Mike Pence going over to Arizona. I mean, Pence stumped for uh, Brian, uh, you know, what's his face, over there in Georgia Kemp, you know, everyone could have expected Pence to make that kind of a move. TamGrell says, wherever Pence shows up, Rhinos win. Well, you know, there might be a little bit of a clue there, you know, if we think about it. What are the odds that where Pence shows up, the Rhinos win? Could there be some type of a uh, corroboration there? You know, I guess it's just statistical evidence. If you want to call it evidence, they probably would not call it evidence in the court of law. But Pence goes over and stumps for the obvious establishment rhino candidate. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, maybe Pence is just exposing the rhinos. Uh, that we could already clearly see who they were. Pence was like, oh, oh, wait. All you America First Patriots, all you QAnoners, all of you MAGA, MAGA hat people. Just in case you didn't know, Brian Kemp is a rhino, so let me come over here and stump for him. Just so you know, he is a rhino. And my role is to play Papa Rhino. And so now I'm going to go stump for the... uh, pro-america save america america first make america great again grassroots candidate carrie lake just so you guys know i am mike pence and uh representative robson she's a rhino okay so i'm gonna come and stump for her just so you know okay Just so there's no shadow of a doubt about who the best candidate is for the governorship of Arizona, Pence is going to go stump for the obvious rhino. Okay, so that could be part of the plan. That could very well be part of the plan, ladies and gentlemen. You never know. You just got to trust it, right? You just got to trust it, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they say anyways. But uh, so yeah, so we have uh, Pence heading over to Arizona to uh, give some support for this. uh, uh, She's now being confirmed to be not only a deceptive, deceiving uh, rich. She's wealthy. Apparently she's married to like a 95-year-old billionaire or something like that. She looks like a mix between Nancy Pelosi and Celine Dion, this Robson individual. Ladies and gentlemen, do you need a better look at her? Okay, look at her. There, you see, Nancy Pelosi meet Celine Dion. We had some kind of weird clone love fest. And this mutant popped out, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Okay, so, okay, enough about that. Enough about... The uh, skin deep, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to an article about this. Let's see what this has to say. Pence headed to Arizona to campaign against Trump's hand-picked candidate. Okay. All right. So again, playing the part, I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe not. This came from the AP. I think it comes from Raw Story. Uh, Yeah, that's what it's looking like. It says here, according to a report from the Washington Compost, former vice president Mike Pence is making a show of his separation from former president Donald Trump by heading off to Arizona this Friday to campaign against the former president's handpicked candidate, controversial former broadcaster Carrie Lake. Pence's decision to endorse the more mainstream Karen Taylor Robson, who also has the support of outgoing Governor Doug Ducci comes after the former VP scored a win over Trump in Georgia weeks ago where he supported incumbent Governor Brian Kemp over another candidate endorsed by the former president who lost by a substantial margin. A substantial margin of arrogance that totally blew their own cover. I might interject, ladies and gentlemen. According to the report, Pence will be making campaign stops in Arizona on the same day that Trump will be hosting a rally for Lake, who was bashed on CNN on Sunday by Republican Ducey as a fraud. Oh, lordy. I want to see that. But uh, hold on. We'll, we'll, We'll check that out in a minute. An advisor to Pence said the former vice president will visit the border on Friday. Joined by Taylor Robson and Brandon Judd, who is president of the National Border Patrol Council and has endorsed her. All right, Brandon Judd, we see you. Pence will also head to Phoenix, said the advisor, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss the endorsement more candidly, the report states. Trump is scheduled to appear at a rally in northern Arizona the same day to campaign for Lake and a slate of his preferred statewide candidates. According to the posts Yvonne Winget Sanchez and Hannah Knowles The endorsement illustrates the division in the party between Trump supporters who value loyalty to him over all else and those who want to move on from endlessly litigating the 2020 election, including those who are grateful that Pence and other Republicans blocked Trump's attempt to overturn the results. The report notes that Trump's visit to the state comes a week after it was originally scheduled due to the death of his first wife, Ivana, last week who reportedly died after falling downstairs in her Manhattan apartment. That's tragic. That is terrible. On all fronts, ladies and gentlemen, on all fronts. Tragic and terrible on all fronts. Uh, let's see <clears throat> if this uh, Ducci moment uh, pulls, ladies and gentlemen... This is an all act. This is all an act. Arizona's GOP governor slams Trump-backed Carrie Lurk. Uh, well, you know, probably would do better finding the actual uh, video. So uh, we'll see here. Uh, Douglas Aducci, ladies and gentlemen. Now I'm pretty sure with um, endorsements by the likes of Ducey and now uh, Pence. It's pretty obvious that this is not the candidate for Arizona, right? I mean, you'd think it were pretty obvious, but these people, I tell you, these people are so tight about... um, they are so tight about uh, about um, hanging together. I guess that would be the best way to put it, right? May not be the best way to put it, but they, are, they, you know, they will do what they have to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I wanna see Ducci speak. Let's see what Ducci has to say, guys. Looks like it's gonna be this one here. And uh, let's get ourselves set up for some good sound, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully this won't uh, be too delayed as uh, my computer works are gummed up today. Uh, Let's see here. Douglas Ducci has 16 videos. Which video shall we see first? I wanna see this one. He talks about why he endorsed this Karen Robson. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Sean, Joe, what's up? Thanks for gifting the cookie. Oh, I guess I can actually also be setting this side up as well. Um, uh, all right. Aurelius is parked, safe, and sound. Enjoy your break, sir. And uh, if we can't get Ducci up, we'll do one even better, ladies and gentlemen. We will get Carrie Lake up. Ladies and gentlemen. Ah, doot do doot, do doot, doot do He looks so worried in this photograph. Sir so, so worried.
1: Okay, this is a freezer, not a time capsule. Sometime
0: I could have figured they were gonna do that, ladies and gentlemen. I could have figured they tried to slip in a commercial. Okay, here's Douglas Ducey. Doug, Doug, Douglas Ducey. You
2: and the former president are on opposite sides of this primary battle, and the candidate he is support.
0: Can you see me still? Yep, yeah, it looks like. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go
2: says the 2020 election was stolen. So what's at stake in this race for your state and for the overall Republican Party and its future?
3: Well, the names on the ballot are Karen Taylor Robeson and Carrie Lake. And Karen Taylor Robeson is the real
1: conservative sheep
0: oh this is terrible ladies and gentlemen this is terrible okay we'll kill this interview uh i think we've already heard enough okay She's the real deal hey excuse career, you working for excuse you okay there we go excuse you okay We're not playing that game, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it kinda makes me wonder how the next video I'm gonna show goes. Uh-oh, let's, uh, let's let her rip guys, let's let her rip. We got to uh, keep moving forward with that which has been planned. Same thing tells me this video will probably play a lot better, though, so we'll be okay in that regard. Okay, so forget Ducey calling Robeson the real conservative, the real Republican, really not, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Carrie Lake does respond, however, to Pence uh, endorsing her political opponent, Uh, as well as uh, many other things in this interview I'm about to share with you guys. And uh, we'll take a look at some more election integrity news on the other side of it. So stay tuned. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to TheCReport.com. At TheCReport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right. Head on over to TheCReport.com. That's www.TheCReport.com. And be sure to follow us on our social medias Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Pill.net.
4: Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today on Face the Facts. Uh, you know, I know the people of Arizona absolutely adore you, but not just those in Arizona, the entire country. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but everywhere I- go. They know your name, uh, not not just inside your state. And so thank you for being such a fighter and really being the encouragement of so many conservatives and America first uh, fellow Americans across this country who are seeing what's going on. And um, we just are so inspired by your fight and your bravery and uh, your steadfastness. So thank you for joining me today.
5: Oh, you gave me goosebumps there. Thank you, April. I'm just in this. I'm just a mom trying to to you know, pull back our state from the uh, from the edge because we are quickly going the way and the route that California has gone. If we don't get some America first patriots in who love this country and want to make sure we save it, so I'm just doing what I can. God gave me um, a set of skills. I'm using everything God gave me to try to save Arizona, and I see it and people all over this country stepping forward, running for school board, stepping forward, volunteering, knocking on doors. We are all jumping in, realizing we're at the 11th hour to save this country. And we're trying our our darndest to make sure we do.
4: And just this past week, you put out a very powerful video exposing your opponent who's running for governor of Arizona as well. Um, Tell me a little bit about this dishonest, campaign that she was running as far as uh, taking money from senior citizens.
5: It's so despicable. I'm just going to put that out there and unethical. I think she might be, my opponent, Karen Robeson, might be the most unethical person in all of politics. Let me set the stage. She's a rhino, uh, establishment rhino opponent who's running a globalist, open borders, very liberal, trying to act like she's, you know, tough. And she's married to a 95 year old billionaire who's giving her a blank check to run for office. So she doesn't need any additional money. She can self fund. But once she noticed that we have a massive movement on our hands here in Arizona, we have the grassroots, the people of Arizona solidly behind us. We have more than 30,000 donors. 95% of them are from Arizona and they're small donors, $20, $50, $100 donors. She realized she had to make it appear that she had a grassroots movement even though she doesn't the global elites are with her but the people are not so she hired a fundraiser to go out there and trick people out of their money and unfortunately the vast majority of her donors are senior citizens who have no idea that they have donated to Karen they're finding out what happened was they it's a it's a really deceptive trick they send an email out Uh, to a patriotic senior citizen, and it might say something like, help build the wall in Texas or help President Trump with this or that. And of course they click on it because they love this country and they're worried about the direction it's going. And once they click on it, they're signed up for a donation and it's a recurring monthly donation. They think it's to build the wall in Texas or whatever the reason was. Little do they know it's for a candidate in Arizona that they don't even know. And let me tell you, they don't wanna know her. And right now, what we're seeing is 1,200 people have demanded refunds. They're the lucky ones. They figured out what was going on. But there are literally thousands of other senior citizens who got duped in this to make a donation to a billionaire who doesn't need their money, but she's trying to trick the public into looking like uh, she has some sort of grassroots support. It's really sad. Our team reached out to some of these people, many of them on fixed incomes. Uh, All of them had no idea who she was had no idea that they were making a monthly payment to her campaign. And many of them even said, she's a thief. How dare she do this? A lot of times their adult children had to figure it out. They're they're looking through their mom or dad's, elderly mom or dad's credit card statements saying, hey, mom, what is this $80 donation every month to a woman named Karen in Arizona? And of course, they don't know who it is. So it's despicable. It is the most dishonest thing I've ever seen. And she has a record number of people who are now begging for and demanding refunds.
4: Interesting. Uh, That is despicable. And and absolutely, I'm so glad that you're helping to expose this. Um, But then this morning, Mike Pence comes out in support for her. I'm sure you weren't surprised.
5: <laughs> I wasn't surprised at all. When I woke up and saw the, uh, the headline, I went, oh, I've been waiting for this. She has the swamp behind her. What can we say? Hey, I think she rolled out our governor, Doug Ducey's endorsement. He's um establishment swamp creature. He's so unpopular. He actually, in his head, thought he could run for president or Senate someday, But the people here just don't like him. The Democrats can't stand him. The independents don't like him and the Republicans don't. And while I will say he's done a few things right, this is a guy who had business experience and he shut down our businesses twice. He sent our kids home from school. He masked our beautiful children and forced them to get shots against their will. He forced people to get shots or lose their job. He never stood up for the people of Arizona and the people of Arizona won't forgive him for that. So I think it was the kiss of death that she got Mike Pence's endorsement and Governor Ducey's endorsement. It is definitely basically drawn the battle line. And it's right now what we have in Arizona is is really a war for the heart and soul of where we're going as a country. Are we going to let the rhino globalists, the open border globalists win? Are we going to go with the the socialist globalist and my Democrat opponent? Or are we going to go with me and President Trump and be pro-America, America first? And I know where the people of Arizona are. We have a movement. We fill rooms, we fill arenas, and we fill everywhere we go, we fill. And the people want America first policies. They're done with this globalism that's taking away our freedom.
4: A bit more about your plans for that.
5: Because we have this illegitimate president in the White House, we are being invaded. We had a great border policy under President Trump. Joe Biden tore that away on day one. And it is going to be incumbent on the governors of these states to step forward and protect their state and protect the people. When the government fails us in Article 4, Section 4, the Guarantee Clause, Protecting Us from Invasion, we the states can step forward and protect our citizens. And that's exactly what I intend to do on day one. We are going to call it what it is, issue a declaration of invasion. We're gonna send our Arizona National Guard down to the border and stop people from coming across. And when we catch people come across, we're gonna send them back over. And we're going to finish President Trump's wall using the materials that the federal government abandoned on the border. We're gonna take those back and finish the wall. And we're gonna take back control from the narco-terrorists, the cartels that are in control of our border right now. Sadly, they have operational control, and we're not okay with that. The Border Patrol doesn't have any say in it because they're under the leadership or lack of leadership of Joe Biden. So it's going to be incumbent on the states to do something and act boldly. I have the strongest border policy this country's ever seen. We're going to start saving this country here in Arizona, and it will spread, and pretty soon other states will join in and help us out and we will secure our southern border and save our country.
4: Now, another uh, topic that has been something that you haven't just been uh, vocal about supporting, which is election integrity, but you've actually taken steps to preserve our integrity in our elections. Uh, You and Mark Fincham came together and submitted, uh, you know, sued uh, Katie Hobbs, Maricopa County and the Pima County Board of Supervisors to stop and put an injunction in for the electronic voting machines. This week, you've got an important uh, court date set on Thursday for that lawsuit. Tell me a little bit about that for those who aren't aware.
5: Well, this is the lawsuit right here, and it is uh, we filed it in U.S. District Court here in Arizona. It is uh, injunctive relief we're seeking against these electronic voting machines. We know for a fact, our own government has even said it, that they're not secure, that they are easily compromised, and that they are not transparent. We have three companies, private companies, counting 100% of our vote here in Arizona, and we want to just make sure our vote is counted properly. And fairly and honestly, and these these black box voting machines, electronic voting machines, have components that are made by our enemies. Why are we trusting them to our vote when we don't need to do this? And you know, it was, it was just a few years ago the Democrats were outraged by these voting machines. Even Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, said, Harris
4: herself, yeah,
5: yep, I, she said I watched with my own eyes as they um, as they hacked one of these machines. We can't have that. We, the people, need to come together and realize that these globalists are trying to take our way of life, our freedom, away from us. I want fair and honest elections for Democrats. I want fair and honest elections for independents and for Republicans. One want legal vote per legal voter, and that we can feel um, that we have faith in, in the outcome of that election, that it was fair. I would never have wanted my guy to win in a dishonest, fraudulent election. And I hope other Americans feel the same way. And we're going to make sure that we uh, figure this out and we get honest elections. So this Thursday, we got a court date to put forth evidence. And we're looking forward to having that day in court. We're thankful that the judge uh, gave us an opportunity to present our evidence.
4: I'm looking forward to hearing about how that goes. And uh, speaking of this week, you also have a pretty big night ahead of you on Friday night as President Trump comes to Arizona. Tell us about that and where people can get tickets. And uh, if you know who else is speaking, I know you're going to be speaking.
5: Yes, I am. It'll be myself and, and of course, President Trump and Blake Masters, who uh, President Trump has endorsed for Senate, and a couple of his other endorsed candidates here in Arizona. And it was originally scheduled for last Saturday, but due to a death in the Trump family, it was rescheduled for this Friday night. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be in Prescott Valley at the Finlay Center, and you can go and get tickets at DonaldJTrump.com, and we hope that people will show up in droves as they always do for a Trump event. If you've never been to a Trump rally, this is a great opportunity to come and just see the most patriotic people who love this country. And get ready to um, go to the poll to the polls and vote. But we are already um, under, I call it election season here, because we do mail-in ballots in Arizona, and um, we vote for about a month here in Arizona, which I don't like. I think we, we need yeah. election day. And just to show you how messed up our elections are, I am not signed up to get mail-in ballots. I double-checked four times to make sure that I wasn't on the mail-in ballot list because I want to go and vote on election day. And look what came in the mail. Rally and rallying, get people riled up and ready to go. and And just really make people aware of what's on the line here. This is the most important election in the country. And why is it important to everybody else in the country? If we lose Arizona, if we lose another border state to either an open borders globalist, like my... Republican opponent, who Doug Ducey has backed, we are going to lose this state because we'll have a wide open border. And if we don't get the right person on the ticket in November, myself, then we are going to lose to a radical leftist who will also deliver open borders for this country. The only person standing in the way of Joe Biden destroying this country is me. And we got to have somebody like me in office to fight for Arizona, fight for that border and in effect, fight for the people of America because Joe Biden is trying to destroy this country.
4: Carrie, thank you so much for being a fighter. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media.
5: Thank you. I am on Truth Social at Carrie Lake. I'm on the cesspool known as Twitter at Carrie Lake. It's K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E. You can find me on Getter. I'm also on Facebook at The Carrie Lake. And you can go to our website, Carrylake.com. You can get more information on where I stand on the issues and you can make a donation if you care to or can afford to and, and just get behind our movement because we truly want to save. We're going to have to save it at the state level. Hey. Okay.
0: okay. Awesome. All right. Having to do things a little bit differently here, ladies and gentlemen, to compensate for the lack of Wi-Fi. I apologize if that went out a few times, a couple of times maybe, uh, throughout the course of it playing. A lot of great information, though. I mean, first of all, let's talk about uh, this Karen Robeson person That uh, uh, that's pretty bad. Like, do you think that Pence and Ducey would possibly, I don't know, retract their nomination considering that she hired a firm that exploited the elderly of Arizona that literally pilfered their credit lines and their life savings that's pretty bad that's pretty bad the rhinos are coming out to roost ladies and gentlemen uh Pence and Ducey ladies and gentlemen the rhinos of Arizona I mean it's pretty point-blank and simple uh, when we're talking about it. But that's pretty gross uh, that uh, this Robeson individual actually uh, perpetrated that type of a scheme on their own citizens. I mean, don't you have a 95 billionaire husband that you can exploit? Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stay out of the bedroom on that one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but there you have that going on Uh, you have uh, of course this unselect committee looks like we're going to have the next few shows for us lined up ladies and gentlemen we'll have a a friday night rally with president trump sounds like that will be the order of business ladies and gentlemen for friday so uh that's something to look forward to in arizona nonetheless get your snacks get your drinks And uh, bring your friends, because it's probably going to be a hot one in Arizona on Friday. And I guess uh, Pence is going to do everything that he can to uh, stump for the real conservative, the real establishment, the real globalist-selected Karen Robeson for governor of Arizona. Now, I just, I dare them, ladies and gentlemen, I dare them to steal this election. I mean, why not, right? Your fraud's already showing. Let's go ahead and just bring it out a little bit more. Why don't we? Uh, That's basically what we're gonna be seeing, guys, if they do what we think that they're going to do, what they would like to do in Arizona. That would be very, very interesting indeed. Uh, But, you know, on the heels of that um, um, interview with Carrie Lake and her responses uh, regarding Pence's behavior, uh, election fraud, and the likes, it seems that we have another group of rhinos, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that have just completed and released a brand new report. Okay, now this is a report that is coming from eight prominent conservatives. now rest assured, ladies and gentlemen, most of these prominent conservatives are probably retired, you know? But it's like I was telling you guys, um, the rhinos are called up to bat. And when the rhinos are called up to bat, that's when we learn exactly who they are. We see their face, we hear their name. Uh, We can put two and two together. We can see what they're, they're meant to do. And, you know, like I said in a previous episode, some of these rhinos who are career politicians, some of them, we never see them. We never see them, okay? Those rhinos, they're the ones that are lucky for themselves. They're like, whew, did not have to reveal myself as the deceptive treasonous operative as a member of the Uniparty. To my constituents, I live to Rhino another day. Okay. Some of them you'll never see. Some of them never get called up to bat. Some of them just work quietly behind the scenes, doing things or not doing things in order to move their agenda forward. So when we're talking about eight prominent conservatives, you know, are these possibly rhinos that we never saw called up to bat? Are these rhinos that we have known about? Maybe they're neocons. Maybe they're some other type of Republican in name only. Maybe they're Democrats, right? Oh, well, let's see what this article has to say about it. It says here, eight prominent conservatives released a 72-page report Thursday refuting claims of election fraud in the 2020 presidential election in dozens of unsuccessful court cases brought forth by former, their words, not mine, President Trump and his allies. So, okay, so we're looking at 72-page report that refutes the election fraud of 2020 presidential election in dozens of unsuccessful court cases. Okay, so one would have to wonder what these court cases are that they're talking about and how is it that they are? Um, uh, how is it that they are uh, describing their um, success at trumping Trump in the courts uh, in this manner? Uh, the article continues. The group, which includes former federal judges, Republican senators, and Republican appointed officials. Said they reviewed all 64 cases, court cases, Trump and his allies initiated challenging the election outcome, saying they had reached an unequivocal conclusion that the claims were unsupported by evidence. Uh, One member of the group wrote, We conclude that Donald Trump and his supporters had their day in court and failed to produce substantive evidence to make their case. The eight conservatives repeatedly condemned the election fraud claims, but said they have no cha- they have not changed their allegiance to the Democratic Party or to the Democratic Party and have no ill will toward Trump nor his supporters, okay? Just so you guys can get this down, right? They're not jumping to the Democrat Party and they're not, uh, they have nothing against Trump or his supporters. Uh, The group consists of Senator John Danforth of Missouri. Now, you know, Danforth actually was coming up a lot in my uh, newsfeed on my desk uh, just the other day. And I was like, Danforth, this Danforth guy is really playing some kind of a role here. What is going on? Well, apparently it's because of this report. Senator John Danforth, while he is retired and I don't know much about him, I can tell you that by reviewing some of the stories uh, that were available about him in the interwebs, man is a bonafide never-Trumper. He is a bonafide rhino, uh, yeah. articles with headlines like endorsing Senator Josh Hawley is the worst mistake I've ever made. Uh, what were some of the other choice, uh, the- defending, um, it was, uh, talking about President Trump's, uh, uh Ukrainian phone call, right, and, uh, defending the uh, intelligence department, stuff like that. Danforth seems to have always been a rhino, guys. You know, maybe the people of Missouri didn't know this before. Maybe it was never so obvious as it is now, but uh, there's one. We got longtime Republican lawyer, Benjamin Ginsburg. Uh, are you related to the fag or to the fag? Uh, just kidding. It's uh, terrible, right? No. Uh, uh, are you related to the poet or are you related to the Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg? Right. He looks more like Alan. Former federal judge Thomas Griffith. Okay. Another one here. David Hopp, chief of staff to former House Speaker Paul Ryan, obviously, Rhino former federal judge uh, J. Michael Luddig, former federal judge Michael McConnell. Now there's a name I haven't heard in a minute, but very familiar. Theodore Olson, solicitor general under former president George W. Bush and former Senator Gordon Smith, Rhino of Oregon. Uh, The group writes, we urge our fellow conservatives to cease obsessing over the results. Oh, let me go ahead and expand this for you guys. Cease obsessing over the results of the 2020 election and to focus instead on presenting candidates and ideas that offer a positive vision for overcoming our current difficulties and bringing greater peace, prosperity, and liberty to our nation, the group wrote. That's right. Stop thinking about the past, right? You got uh, this group of eight uh, conservative rhinos uh, just singing their songs. Don't hold on to the past. That's too much to ask. Apparently so, ladies and gentlemen, apparently so. Because obviously, what happens if you let go of the 2020 election? Well, The rhinos get what they wanted this entire time. The rhinos wanted to run out the clock to September 3rd, 2020, because that would be the federal statutory deadline for retaining election data. Let's not forget most states it is uh, 24 months minimum. So how many of these states do you think at the federal minimum are going to ignore their state statutory limitation of retention and uh, just dump everything at uh, 12.01 midnight, 12.01 a.m. September 3rd, 2022? I wouldn't doubt that many of them will, but that's why they need you to move along. Was it move on right they need to move on.org from the 2020 election ladies and gentlemen because uh uh there ain't nothing to see there it was the most uh, secure election in the history of our nation of any nation of all democracy ladies and gentlemen mm. the group's report includes an analysis it says of the claims in each court case, challenging the election results in six swing states President Biden select. Narrowly one in 2020, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, Doesn't sound like to me like they've reviewed any of the newly court-submitted evidence about election fraud to me. The cases include unfounded widespread claims of improperly counted ballots, rigging voting machines, mail-in ballot irregularities, ineligible voters who cast ballots and officials who blocked access for observers in polling places. And I would just, you know, have to say most definitely here, ladies and gentlemen, everything that is unfounded in this report are things that actually happened. Improperly counted ballots, Georgia, rigging voting machines, Michigan, Uh, mail-in ballot irregularities, Uh, Arizona, Georgia, ineligible voters who cast ballots, uh, all 50 states, and officials who blocked access for observers in polling places. Can we talk about Nevada 2022 primaries? Because all of this stuff was happening uh, just a couple of weeks ago, right over there in Nevada, ladies and gentlemen. Every single one of these unfounded claims happened just a few weeks ago in Nevada, And it's documented, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, clearly these people are not considering anything that is known, ladies and gentlemen. They are running on the fumes of uh, 2020 court rulings, okay? And that's why they're making these cases. That's why these reports are coming out. That's why you have a group of rhinos have been called up to bat, eight of them, okay? Most of them, we probably already knew who they were, but they are being forced to show their face. Do you guys get what I'm saying about the rhinos being called up to bat, okay? There's never been a time in history where we could so soundly and precisely identify those who are not working in the interest of restoring this Republic or in the interest of the people that they represent, supposedly. We've never had a moment in history where we could so readily see, discern, dis- d- discover these rhinos like we can right now, Okay. We can right now. It's not a coincidence. It's not like, oh well, you know, uh, old uh, Representative Joe Bop, whatever. He's not a rhino. He's just not that kind of a conservative. He's not a rhino. He just he's he's more center right. He's not a rhino. He's just you know uh, he just believes in uh, America first, bipartisanship, ladies and gentlemen. He's not a rhino. No. They're rhinos. They're showing you who they are by the actions and the words that they are utilizing, and we should be paying attention. So we have this report here, and we'll continue with the article before I get on too long. Uh, Is from some rhinos called up to bat, okay? Uh, I have a feeling most of which we already knew about to begin with, like uh, that Danforth guy or that McConnell guy or the Ginsburg guy. Speaking of Ginsburg, the article says, two members of the group, Ginsburg and Luddick, have testified publicly before the House panel. Luddick served as an informal advisor to then Vice President Mike Pence, of course, in the lead up to the January 6th false flag riot, telling Pence he could not constitutionally overturn the electoral college votes. The eight conservatives acknowledged the election administration was not perfect Thursday, noting a relatively small number of cases where authorities found irregularities, but there is absolutely no evidence of election fraud in the 2020 presidential election. These rhino, haggard, treasonous bastards would have you believe Absolutely no evidence of fraud, ladies and gentlemen, on the magnitude necessary to shift the results in any state, let alone the nation as a whole. They act as if, though, writing those words would make them true. I mean, We know it's part of their vision board, ladies and gentlemen, but seriously, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my esteemed audience who knows better would simply walk up to one of these rhinos and say, have you considered any of the evidence submitted to the courts post 2020? And they would say, there was absolutely no evidence of election fraud. Certainly none. Oh wait, they have to have their nose up. Certainly none. Whoops, (laughs) Whoops, <laughs> I accidentally picked in there a little bit. Certainly none that would have um, been at a magnitude necessary to shift the results in any state. In fact, this group goes on to say... There was no fraud that changed the outcome in even a single precinct. We might as well triple down as long as we're doubling down. We might as well lie a little bit louder as long as we're going to continue to lie even longer. The report continued, it is wrong and bad for our country For people to propagate baseless claims that President-select illegitimate Joe Biden's election was not legitimate. Beyond the court cases, the Conservatives' report also discussed post-election reviews conducted outside of the legal system by the six swing states, all of which the group said also failed to support Trump's allegations. Post-election reviews. Okay, post-election review. What are we talking about Uh, these uh, uh, risk-limiting audits? Is that your post-election review? It says here, In one example, the group noted the Arizona State Senate's review of Maricopa County elections results, which was conducted by private firm Cyber Ninjas. The firm's final analysis found 99 additional votes for Biden and 260 fewer votes for Trump, according to the report... When you recounted all of the unlawful and lawful ballots by hand, yeah, that is a piece of the finding. Is this the juicy, gravy-like, fresh, ripe fruit finding that we should take away from the Arizona audit? Absolutely not. This is like... That finding right there, that analysis of the unlawful ballot and lawful ballot hand recount that found 99 additional unlawful votes for Biden and 261 fewer lawful votes for Trump, right? Okay, now that we got that settled and squared away about how they uh, lied through omission every time they said that the Arizona... Audit discredited itself. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you could say that, and you could say that and believe it, if you admitted that you were lying by omission. Okay. Cyber Ninjas later shut down after a judge ordered it to pay fifty thousand dollars per day in fines until it turned over public records to the Arizona Republic. A legacy media, local, uh, Marxist press, right? So, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently they can cite the Arizona and, you know, but they leave out all of the other findings. They leave out all of the additional findings of that incomplete forensic audit. Incomplete thanks to the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and their knack for Latency. Uh, it says here they use another example. In another example, the conservative reference, conservatives referenced a full manual recount of Georgia ballots by Secretary of Snakes Bradford Rottenberger. Bradford Raffensberger confirmed Biden's victory in the state. Let's not forget we're recounting unlawful and lawful ballots all the same, right? If you uh, count all of your counterfeit money. And uh, you have no way of distinguishing its counterfeit. You're still counting counterfeit money, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. And uh, continuing on for the sake of my podcast audience, there we go. We're back. I think I froze. Now, as I was just saying, because I'm not sure. Again, guys, I apologize. I can't dip into the chat room tonight, either of them. Neither of them uh, because of the uh, slow-moving functions of my Wi-Fi tonight. But uh, as I was saying before, I blinked out there or froze up on your side of the screen. <coughs> as I was saying, uh, you have again here, guys, the situation with Raffensburger <laughs> where they're recounting the counterfeit ballots as well. So if there's, no, uh, if there's no way to separate the unlawful from the lawful ballots, you're just uh, counting a whole bunch of counterfeits, right? Uh, the um, uh, report uh, went on to say, there's no principle of our republic more fundamental than the right of the people to elect our leaders and for their votes to be counted accurately, efforts to thwart the people's choice, are deeply undemocratic and unpatriotic. And did you happen to know, panel of eight rhinos now showing your face and putting your names on the line, that to uh, deceive, to lie, to destroy a self-governing sovereign nation's ability to elect their own representatives is not only undemocratic and unpatriotic, it is downright treason! And your names have been submitted to the effort to destroy this republic. Danforth and Ginsburg and McConnell and Luddig, And who else do we got here, ladies and gentlemen? Smith, Gordon Smith, Theodore Olson... Michael Luddig, Paul Ryan's former chief of staff, David Hopp or Hoppy, Benjamin Ginsburg, Thomas Griffith, John Danforth, thank you for signing on the dotted line and letting us know where you all stand. I'm telling you guys, these rhinos. Some of them are not even in an elected office, and that is what makes it just a little bit more scary, is that they're rhino bureaucrats, ladies and gentlemen, unelected, and they think that they control you. Now, uh, let's go ahead and bring one of these eight treasonous, supposedly conservative, supposedly Republican, totally establishment Let's bring one of them on to the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a look at Judge, uh, I think this is Griffith, right? Judge Griffith and what he had to say about this report that was made only to compliment the January 6th Unselect Committee and to stifle, to quell, to stunt any of the calls for review of election fraud evidence post-2020 and to refute any of the known facts regarding the theft of the 2020 election, never mind 2,000 mules, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a lot more evidence that we can fall back on. Let's go ahead and see what this treasonous SOB has to say about the report he helped to disseminate. Let's take a look.
2: Tonight, foreign President Trump posting false claims of massive voter fraud, his words in the 2020 election. And, and you say, why do we talk about this now? We talk about it now because a lot of people believe it. And because now is the time that some people are standing up to debunk this again, one by one by one, to try to break through to the Americans who still believe the lies a group of prominent conservatives debunking trump's election lies in a new 72 page report the group concludes quote there is absolutely no evidence of fraud in the 2020 presidential election on the magnitude necessary to shift the result in any state in fact there was no fraud that changed the outcome in even a single precinct and these are the facts you know we hear it again and again and now it is so important they come out with a 72 page report debunking it one by one you hope that somebody well, read it. Who needs to see it? Out front now, retired federal judge Thomas Griffith, who was appointed by President, former president.
0: What do they say? Someone will read it. Someone who needs to see it will eventually uh, show up and read this report. Dang it. Read this dang report. President George w. Bush, she's one of the Anyways, uh, the desperation, ladies and gentlemen, uh, she says right here, it's, it's all in your face, all 71 of them. All of these cases, they just go through each single one and they just, they just tear through it, right? Anyways, let's get her back on the screen. And here comes that, uh, here comes one of the eight, this one's a judge, a former judge, ladies and gentlemen. Let's check it out.
2: President George W. Bush, he's one of the authors of the report. And judge, I want, I want to just start with you on this, right? You've seen all this, you've seen it debunked, you heard Bill Barr say this, right, two years ago, and yet. You took the time over a year to investigate all of these claims of widespread voter fraud, state-by-state, precinct, level, 72-page report for the first time you're speaking out publicly. Um, And and yet, on the day you do it, Trump comes out on his um, social media platform and says there's been massive election fraud, and many millions of Americans believe him. What do you say to the former president tonight?
3: Well, it's just not true. Um, uh, A year and a half ago, I uh, pulled together a a group of friends and fellow conservatives, people who had been involved in the conservative movement for decades. uh, And we wanted to get to the truth of the matter. The president was making serious claims, which, if they were true, would be very troubling. Um, And so we wanted to find out for ourselves. We didn't want to rely on what CNN had to say or The New York Times had to say or anyone else had to say. So we decided to do a deep dive ourselves, and, and we looked at every claim of fraud or irregularity in the battleground states, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. We looked at them meticulously, and we went in with an open mind. If there was fraud there, we wanted to discover it, and we would be on the forefront of the battle to reform the election system if it was right.
0: First of all, you have this fop, right, coming up here saying, first of all, none of it is true. None of it's true. There's no election fraud. I mean, you already know, ladies and gentlemen, that these these honorary alumni of uh, Rhinoceros High, ladies and gentlemen, Do you think that they actually took a year to investigate all of the claims of fraud? Do you guys actually think that this man, former federal judge Thomas Griffith, took a year of his time to sit down and go through all of the claims of fraud and debunk each one of them? Clearly not! This man is just a poster child. This man is just a face and a name to put on a report. You know, you got your deep state operatives and your globalist uh, entities um, that are doing all the work. They have their own teams and they just need a face and a name and a rhino to step up to bat so this way they can say, look, even, there are even conservatives here. There are even Republicans that don't agree and you just need to forget about Trump and you just need to put him behind you and just put it in the past, ladies and gentlemen, because there are conservatives here, there are Republicans here that do not feel the same way that President Trump feels, you know? And that's also why, if you want to go into another level of this entire operation, they've got people like Greitens pushing guns against rhinos because you will have your everyday organic grassroots citizen journalist calling out these rhinos and they need a way to demonize the citizen journalists who are identifying the fake Republicans, the fake conservatives, the fake representatives in America. And it's easier to demonize them when you've got a gun-toting maniacal grin on your side like Gritens. So, you know, that's where the operation gets a little bit more complex. But keeping it back to the lying conservative, when you look at the face of this former federal judge, Thomas Griffith, I don't want you to see the face of a rhino. I don't want you to see the face of a Republican in name only. I don't want you to see the face of a conservative. I don't want you to see the face of a Democrat or a Republican. I want you to see the face of your enemy, which is the uh, globalist interest, a deep state treasonous, Anti-republic restorationist individual that they are, they're all working the same con job here. From uh, this uh, this thing on CNN reporting in its terrible weave and base makeup, all the way to this supposedly Republican, supposedly conservative. Put on your sunglasses, ladies and gentlemen. How about we take a look at the uh, other side of the coin? Because um, they're here, ladies and gentlemen, and they are not on our side. They are totally against the people and the republic. We've only ever we've only believed them to be Democrat, Republican, or Communist, but they've been the same thing the entire time. So take a look at your enemy. This is the enemy of America. This is not the enemy of any one political
3: party. With fraud, but we found. At the the end of our result, we found that what the Trump administration Department of Homeland Security had said was true, that this election was secure. We found that what the Trump Department of Justice had said was true, that there was no fraud on a level that would change the outcome of the election. We we discovered that what Pat Cipollone, the president's White House counsel, said was true, that there was not enough fraud in any precinct. To change the outcome so we we, yeah. we we came forward with this because we want to tell our fellow conservatives we were hoping we're still are hoping that if our fellow conservatives hear it from conservatives people who've dedicated their life to the conservative movement that 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 maybe they'll stop look at the evidence and see that in fact Donald Trump lost the election uh, so, it was not stolen he lost it so, so a
2: po-
0: so that's the, new, that's the new phrase du jour. That's the new phrase du jour, in case you guys were not aware of it. The 2020 election was not stolen, it was lost. It was lost, it was not stolen. Hashtag lost, not stolen, okay? And then you have this demon operative over here who's just like, uh, just biting at the chomp, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, salivating practically. And you can see uh, the... Clear deception in this a former federal judge, Thomas Griffith's eyes. You can hear it in his voice. You know, ladies and gentlemen, for a fact, that this is a con job. A total 100% con job, okay? And they just need you to get on their side. What they're doing is they're providing an easy path. This is what you would call a humanitarian corridor. Provided by the uh, globalists for all of the remaining members of their club who are working in office right now. They're like, look, we get it. You're a Republican. Uh, you're, you're in one of the toughest political situations to be in. You're, you're running campaigns against this nation. You are running campaigns and operations against the people. You are running campaigns and operations against the Constitution. And yet you are uh, put in a position where you need to force your constituents to believe you're on their side. We get it. This is a tough job. Okay, but you're the one who signed up to be the Republican, so you're going to do it. Uh, Of course, there's always the blackmail route, and there's always the bribery route, but uh, just as an example, you know, the way some of these things could possibly go down, but uh, so for all of you members of the club who are still in your elected office, we're providing you with what? A January 6th unselect committee. We're providing you with what? Another brand shiny new report that says we found nothing and we even put eight of the most esteemed rhinos, those whom you looked up to in your younger years. We put their names on the report. Did they actually do the research? No. Did they actually investigate? No. But they damn well put their names on that report. So you must. Like I said, this is a humanitarian corridor for the uh, the rhinos who are in derision right now. The rhinos who are, oh my goodness, when, all the rhinos who are like a deer in the headlights moment. All the rhinos who are like, they see me! They see! They see I'm a rhino. What am I going to do? Oh no, they see me. Like their eyes are like, boom. Like, oh, you never told me that they would see me. Oh, well, we needed you to step up to bat. We needed this piece of legislation killed. We needed this bit of confidence removed from the voting public. We needed you to step up to bat right now. And they're like, boom. They see me. Like, bam. That is a rhino, okay? A rhino, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so that's what we're looking at here and now. And so now the deep state and the globalists and all of the handlers have provided a humanitarian path for the rhinos who are currently (laughs) shell-shocked, for lack of a better uh, word, a way out. You know, now every state house rhino, like you in your state house over there, in uh, you know, in the hills of Virginia or you over there in, in the mountains of Colorado or you on the plains of Texas or Oklahoma, can go to your state representative, like state house level, and can tell them about election integrity concerns, and they will tell you. Well, by gosh and by golly, Madam or Sir Constituent, did you not know that former federal judge Thomas Griffith just released a report the other day that said that there is absolutely no evidence of election fraud and that they never had evidence? Do you, do you get how all of these things work, right? Like, this is a way out as much as it is Um, um, A a shim-sham, flim-flam report to back up or to corroborate the viewpoints of that unselect Marxist committee, okay, as much as it is to quell, to quench, to stifle, to stymie, to stump, to stop any conversation about election fraud happening in America post-2020, right? I mean, come on, look at 2022, I mean, come on, look at 2021, you know, uh, all of the uh, same all of the same echoes of election fraud that occurred in 2020 occurred in 2021 and 2022 as well. They're still happening right now. But former federal judge Thomas Griffith and his highly esteemed body of treasonous treasonous um, American uh, individuals, otherwise known as rhinos, ladies and gentlemen, would have you believe that still election fraud has been debunked like you're stupid right like you're retarded like you're ignorant like you're soft-minded like you don't have discernment like you don't have two cents like you don't have a light on in the room ladies and gentlemen that's what they think about the people of the world Let alone the people of America. We'll finish this up, guys.
2: Poll, you know, to this point about who who, who is going to, you know, if you can move move people to believe the truth. And your time to poll this week asked voters who won the 2020 election.
0: And are you kidding me? Did you hear her? Are you kidding me? Did you hear her? Just listen to what they say. In fact, I'm going to keep myself on the small screen right here. Listen to the things that they say. She was like, if you can move people to believe the truth, that's their truth, first of all. That's their truth. But hey, at least this uh, this this thing on the screen is acknowledging the struggle, right? I'm going I'm to stay on the screen for this. Let's go. Ask voters who won the
2: 2020 election. And... Less than 30% of Republicans recognize Joe Biden as the winner. 61% of Republicans, who I should note are about 25% of the country, um, said that uh, that Donald Trump was the the rightful president of the United States, that he won. What is the most compelling evidence to you? And I understand it's a 72-page report. You want them to read them all. I'm sort of asking you a a tough thing. But what's the most compelling evidence that you would want to stress to those 61% of registered Republicans?
3: Well, I'm a, I'm a judge, so it won't be surprising to you that what was most compelling to me was when we looked in depth at the 64 cases that were brought by President Trump and, and his allies uh, challenging the contest, uh, challenging the elected results in not one of them did they could present any evidence of fraud. Uh, they lost all of their claims that there was fraud there. And, and these were these were judges who were appointed by Uh, Republicans reported by Democrats across the board. They looked at and and in our system we we have a mechanism to challenge elections that we think went wrong. Uh, And and the Trump, Trump, President Trump and his allies were fully within their rights uh, to to go to to go to the courts to challenge. But they lost. They they lost across the board. They lost totally and completely. What what worries me most about that 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 statistic that you gave So we have 30% of Americans who think the election was stolen. Um, The the, the social psychologist, uh, Jonathan Haidt, who's done more work about...
0: 30% of the nation do not believe that Biden is president or that Trump is still a president. I heard somewhere in there that we had what one third of the nation voted for Trump Mm. very interesting uh interesting figures you're giving there uh Mr. Federal Judge former Thomas Griffith um desperation guys these guys they're desperate you can hear the desperation in their voice can't you
3: why we are polarized in our country, that anyone else said something very interesting about that. He predicted a a cataclysmic failure of American democracy because he said, we just don't know what happens to a democracy when you drain all trust from the system. We're here to tell our fellow conservatives that you can trust this system, that our election administration system is is solid. The the most surprising thing that I learned in this report was that I, I had grown up with the story of the battle days when 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 you know ballot stuffing occurred in Philadelphia and dead people right. voted in Chicago, right. those are the battle days. That that has that has changed. We have professional Judge
0: Griffith. I mean, really, ballot stuffing, battle days, uh, whatever whatever other lame thing that occurred in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and since before. He, I mean, we just, we just had all of these stories coming out. You know, he's talking about the ballot stuffing in Pennsylvania. He's being very specific. You know, he's talking about that one dude that we uh, did the, we uh, shared his story here, probably about three weeks ago or more, right? Uh, The one that said uh, money talks and bullshit walks. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a politician who was ballot stuffing. And uh, this was like, what, back in like, what, the 70s, the 80s? But then, also in 2016, 2014, 2017, 2013, he was still ballot stuffing. And yet, Thomas Griffith wants you to believe that these types of things don't occur anymore. What about all of the footage coming out of Arizona, former federal judge Thomas Griffith? What about all of the reports that are coming from numerous states, even the one in California that everyone seemed to miss that happened in what, I think it was in Santa Barbara, you know, where uh, there are no schools and somehow 100% of the dormitory and the college voted, like, and school was not even in session because of COVID-19. Cannot even be in your dormitories, ladies and gentlemen. And yet uh, somehow 100% and more of the residencies voted there at the uh, University of Santa Barbara, California. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, everyone missed that one. I mean, even even law enforcement missed that one. No one wanted responsibility of that hot potato. Let's finish up with this loser. We've got like what
3: 20 seconds. No chance of the no type of chance. fraud that President Trump and his allies allege. There's just no chance well, that I that could happen.
2: I hope that that is the message that gets through. There is just no chance, and it has continually reformed and improved, and no chance of any such thing. Thank you so much, Judge Griffith. I appreciate
0: you. That's the message that she approves. I hope that you can see that uh, that's the message that gets out, that there is no chance. There is no chance that the message will stay the same. There is no chance that election fraud will be known.
3: Pretty bad,
0: pretty bad, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty bad, uh, but that is uh, that's what you're dealing with here, guys, with uh, these individuals. I'm telling you, that is what you're dealing with. Um, so where does that leave us here? So and, you know, not only do we have this situation where we're looking at this brand new report coming out, you know, uh, as far as the ballot boxes go. Uh, we have the Associated Press saying that they also did their own little type of research reports. They they took a little field trip around the country and uh, they found that there was uh, nothing wrong with the uh, ballot drop boxes. So there's another interesting factoid, right? When we're dealing with uh, one, election fraud and evidence, and then two, with the ballot drop boxes. Why would the ballot drop boxes suddenly be a thing that they need to address? Why does the Associated Press feel that they have to run a story about uh, probably an in absentia report that they never, ever even did themselves, and uh, They need to put that story front in line for the reviewing audience to see out there. Well, could it happen to be because, uh, I don't know, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that uh, ballot drop boxes are unconstitutional and illegal? And they're going to have to get ahead of that story, ladies and gentlemen, rest assured. Let's take a look at this article. It comes from... I think this is a local here, uh, WIS-TV, Wisconsin TV, I'm guessing, okay. It goes a little something like this. The expanded use of drop boxes for mailed ballots during the 2020 election did not lead to any widespread problems, according to an Associated Press survey of state election officials across the United States that reveals no cases of fraud, vandalism, or theft that could have affected the results. Okay, ridiculous, right? So uh, clearly the Associated Press, they took a survey, all right? They didn't really do a research report. They took a survey of state election officials. People like who? Katie Hobbs? People like who? The Wisconsin Election Commission? Are those the people that took this survey? Because I'm almost certain that any of those entities would tell you that there was no fraud, vandalism, or theft to be reported in regards to the drop boxes. The findings from both Republican and Democrat controlled states run contrary to claims made by President Donald Trump. Now, Now, here's the next narrative that you're going to hear the most. Republican and Democrat Not just Democrats, but Republicans also, conservatives have also found there to be no evidence of massive election fraud. That's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear Republican conservative mixed into the bag with Democrat and liberal and election security, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. It says here, drop boxes are considered by many election officials to be safe and secure and have been used to varying degrees by states across the political spectrum. Yet conspiracy theories and efforts by Republicans to eliminate or restrict them since the 2020 election persist. What's wrong with them? Are they just a whole bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists? This month, the Wisconsin Supreme Court's conservative majority rules that drop boxes are not allowed under state law and can no longer be widely used. Drop boxes also are a focal point of the film 2000 Mules, which used a flawed analysis. They're still with the flawed analysis lies and deception of cell phone location data and ballot drop box surveillance footage to cast doubt on the results of the 2020 presidential election. Can we just have someone who is basically serving as a martyr to the Patriot seat? Can we have someone challenge how they used cell phone geolocation to get them in the gulag that is the January 6th Unselect Committee's political prisoner hell? Can one of them challenge the uh, cell phone analysis uh, geolocation data that that they used to land them in the stink, ladies and gentlemen, so that we can have a dueling, live, in-person, in-real-life case that will shut up these AP Legacy Press articles from here until eternity? I ask you, please, with strength from above, In response to the legislation and conspiracy theories surrounding drop boxes, the AP sent a survey in May to the top elections office in each state. So the Secretary of Snakes, unless you're Wisconsin, seeking information about whether the boxes were tied to fraudulent votes or stolen ballots or whether the boxes and the ballots they contained were damaged. Okay, so say it goes to a county clerk, right? Unless that county clerk is Tina Peters... They didn't even care to look for fraud in the drop boxes, okay? Let's not forget about Donanya County. Donanya County, New Mexico. Ladies and gentlemen, we had there at their, uh, what, their uh, their uh, county elections warehouse some random... Unofficial, illegal, unlawful, treasonous drop box. That's right, even inanimate objects can be treasonous here at the Sea Report. Treasonous drop box just filled to the gills with like what, three to 5,000 ballots with no chain of custody, right? And the county clerk's like, well, well, maybe they just had them their ballots in that big old unlawful and illegal retaining dumpster so that they could store all the ballots because they need to store the ballots. Sorry, county clerk Magda, but unfortunately, that's not how you store ballots for an election and as a county clerk magda i would expect that you know these things but you see they made every excuse about the lies the fraud the insecurity oh wait the unsecurity the lack of security for these drop boxes but the ap did not go to don anya county new mexico clearly the ap might have sent their survey to the county clerk of Ana County, New Mexico, who most likely, most likely, I'm not stating this as a point of fact, but as a point of very strong and educated speculation, most likely aided and abetted in the fraud and theft of the elections in New Mexico, okay? It says here, all but five states responded to their questions. None of the election offices in states that allowed the use of drop boxes in 2020 reported any instances in which the boxes were connected to voter fraud or stolen ballots. Likewise, none reported incidents in which the boxes or ballots were damaged to the extent that the election results would have been affected. A previous AP investigation found far too few cases of potential voter fraud in the six battleground states where Trump His loss to President select Joe Biden to affect the outcome again. The AP is parroting exactly what these eight highly revered rhinos who stepped to bat were saying. It says a number of states, including Alabama, Arkansas, Indiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Texas said they do not allow the use of drop boxes. Some had not allowed them before the 2020 election when the coronavirus pandemic planned as it was prompted wider use of mailed ballots. In states where they are used, secretaries of state or election commissioners may not be aware of every incident involving a drop box if it was not reported to their office by a county or other local jurisdiction. So they sent out their surveys to the secretaries of state Oh, oh, never mind that Texas was still using Dropboxes. I mean, I get it that uh, Secretary Scott went ahead and told the AP, well, Texas doesn't use Dropboxes, so you don't got to worry about us. Well, that there is a big old fat lie. If uh, anyone is familiar with all of the uh, kerfuffle that was happening over in Harris, Dallas, and Tarrant County regarding the Dropboxes, you know we use Dropboxes in Texas. And uh, someone in Texas, I don't know if it was the Secretary of State, the Deputy Secretary of State, or just the county clerks, decided for themselves to go ahead and, uh, you know, write election law for themselves. Never mind the Texas Constitution, never mind federal constitutions, never mind that the states are to legislate election law. In the state of Texas, the same crap happened. Okay. That's why our entire GOP grassroots voted to decertify 2020 not just one county ladies and gentlemen not just one county but all of the counties ladies and gentlemen in texas let's finish up this here article guys so we can call it a night It says, starting months before the 2020 presidential election, Trump and his allies have made a series of unfounded claims suggesting that drop boxes open the door to voter fraud. Of course, this has been proven. 2,000 mules, okay. All of the investigations and audits that have since transpired, all of the lack of chain of custody, all of the broken chain of custody, all of the broken state election laws, ladies and gentlemen, drop boxes, Uh, America can clearly see whether or not drop boxes are any good for the security of elections. Article says Republican state lawmakers, as part of their push to add new voting restrictions, have in turn placed rules around when and where the boxes could be accessed. Arizona Assistant Secretary of State Ali Bones... Said drop boxes are safe and secure and might even be considered more secure than postal service mailboxes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They probably are secure. They're probably uh, strong as a diamond. But let's face it, we're not worried about breaking into them. We're worried about what you're putting inside of them. Okay. Okay. Arizona has had robust mail-in voting for years. That includes the use of drop boxes. Okay, a little bit of information we got from Carrie Lake a little bit earlier on in tonight's show. And in the AP survey, the state reported no damage, stolen ballots, or fraud associated with them in the 2020 election. Nevertheless, Trump-aligned lawmakers in the state pushed for legislation that would ban drop boxes. But they were stymied by the Democrats, of course. And what did I say? Several Republicans who disagreed with the strategies. I'm telling you, you're going to see Republicans and Democrats hand in hand with elections from the establishment media from here on until. Here out until. Ladies and gentlemen. Here. Uh, Here's a great example of a Republican-controlled state. Utah is a state controlled by Republicans that also has widespread use of mailed ballots and no limits on the number of drop boxes a county can deploy. Jackson Murphy, spokesman for Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson, a Republican who is the state's top election official, said in the Associated Press survey that Henderson encourages counties to make secure drop boxes accessible to voters Deidre Henderson Utah did you guys catch that Deidre Henderson Utah I hope you're paying attention the C report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100% listener supported we don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you, the listener. So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the report. Your support is greatly appreciated. From ninety nine cents per month to four ninety nine per month to nine ninety nine per month. Every donation counts and every bit helps. Show your support for the Sea Report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm slash the Sea Report. And thanks, y'all. That's the message that she approves. That's the message that she approves. I hope that you can see that uh, that's the message that gets out, that there is no chance. There is no chance that the message will stay the same. There is no chance that election fraud will be known. Pretty bad, pretty bad, ladies and gentlemen, pretty bad. Uh, but that is, uh, that's what you're dealing with here, guys, with uh, these individuals. I'm telling you that is what you're dealing with um so where does that leave us here so you know not only do we have this situation where we're looking at this brand new report coming out you know uh as far as the ballot boxes go uh we have the associated press saying that they also did their own little type of research reports they did they took a little field trip around the country And uh, they found that there was uh, nothing wrong with the uh, ballot drop boxes. So there's another interesting factoid, right? When we're dealing with, uh, one, election fraud and evidence, and then two, with the ballot drop boxes. Why would the ballot drop boxes suddenly be a thing that they need to address? Why does the Associated Press feel that they have to run a story about uh, probably an in absentia report that they never ever even did themselves, and uh, they need to put that story front in line for the reviewing audience to see out there. Well, could it happen to be because, uh, I don't know, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that uh, ballot drop boxes are unconstitutional and illegal? And they're going to have to get ahead of that story, ladies and gentlemen, rest assured. Let's take a look at this article. It comes from, I think this is a local here, uh, WISTV, Wisconsin TV, I'm guessing. Okay. It goes a little something like this. The expanded use of drop boxes for mailed ballots during the 2020 election did not lead to any widespread problems, according to an Associated Press survey of state election officials across the United States that revealed no cases of fraud, vandalism, or theft that could have affected the results. Okay, ridiculous, right? So uh, clearly, the Associated Press, they took a survey, all right, they didn't really do a research report, they took a survey of state election officials, people like who? Katie Hobbs? People like who? The Wisconsin Election Commission? Are those the people that took this survey? Because I'm almost certain that any of those entities would tell you that there was no fraud, vandalism, or theft to be reported in regards to the drop boxes. The findings from both Republican and Democrat-controlled states run contrary to claims made by President Donald Trump. Now, here's the next narrative that you're going to hear the most. Republican and Democrat, not just Democrats, but Republicans also, conservatives, have also found there to be no evidence of massive election fraud. That's what you're going to hear you're going to hear Republican conservative mixed into the bag with Democrat and liberal and election security, ladies and gentlemen, okay? It says here, drop boxes are considered by many election officials to be safe and secure and have been used to varying degrees by states across the political spectrum, yet conspiracy theories... And efforts by Republicans to eliminate or restrict them since the 2020 election persist. What's wrong with them? Are they just a whole bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists? This month, the Wisconsin Supreme Court's conservative majority ruled that drop boxes are not allowed under state law and can no longer be widely used. Drop boxes also are a focal point of the film 2000 Mules, which used a flawed analysis. They're still with the flawed analysis lies and deception of cell phone location data and ballot drop box surveillance footage to cast doubt on the results of the 2020 presidential election. Can we just have someone who is basically serving as a martyr to the see? Can we have someone challenge how they used cell phone geolocation to get them in the gulag that is the January 6th Unselect Committee's political prisoner hell? Can one of them challenge the uh, cell phone analysis uh, geolocation data that, that they used to land them in the stink, ladies and gentlemen, so that we can have a dueling live in person in real life case that will shut up these ap legacy press articles from here until eternity i ask you please with strength from above in response to the legislation and conspiracy theories surrounding drop boxes the ap sent a survey in may to the top elections office in each state so the secretary of snakes unless you're wisconsin Seeking information about whether the boxes were tied to fraudulent votes or stolen ballots or whether the boxes and the ballots they contained were damaged. Okay, so say it goes to a county clerk, right? Unless that county clerk is Tina Peters, they didn't even care to look for fraud in the drop boxes, okay? Let's not forget about Donanya County. Donanya County, New Mexico, ladies and gentlemen. We had there at their uh what their uh, their uh, county elections warehouse some random unofficial illegal unlawful treasonous drop box that's right even inanimate objects can be treasonous here at the C report. Treasonous drop box just filled to the gills with like what 3 to 5000 ballots with no chain of custody, right? And the county clerk's like, well, well, maybe they just had them their ballots in that big old unlawful and illegal retaining dumpster so that they could store all the ballots because they need to store the ballots. Sorry, county clerk Magda, but unfortunately, that's not how you store ballots an election, and as a county clerk, Magda, I would expect that you know these things. But you see, they made every excuse about the lies, the fraud, the insecurity oh, wait, the unsecurity, the lack of security for these drop boxes. But the AP did not go to Don Anya County, New Mexico. Clearly, the AP. Might have sent their survey to the county clerk of Dona Ana County, New Mexico, who most likely, most likely, I'm not stating this as a point of fact, but as a point of very strong and educated speculation, most likely aided and abetted in the fraud and theft of the elections in New Mexico. Okay? It says here all but five states responded to their questions. None of the election offices in states that allowed the use of drop boxes in 2020 reported any instances in which the boxes were connected to voter fraud or stolen ballots. Likewise, none reported incidents in which the boxes or ballots were damaged to the extent that the election results would have been affected. A previous AP investigation found far too few cases of potential voter fraud in the six battleground states where Trump disputed his loss to President Select Joe Biden. To affect the outcome again, the AP is parroting exactly what these eight highly revered rhinos who stepped to bat were saying. It says a number of states, including Alabama, Arkansas, Indiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Texas said they do not allow the use of drop boxes. Some had not allowed them before the 2020 election when the coronavirus pandemic planned as it was prompted wider use of mailed ballots. In states where they are used, secretaries of state or election commissioners may not be aware of every incident involving a dropbox if it was not reported to their office by a county or other local jurisdiction. So they sent out their surveys to the secretaries of state. Oh, oh, never mind that Texas was still using dropboxes. I mean, I get it that uh, Secretary Scott went ahead and told the AP, well, Texas doesn't use dropboxes, so you don't got to worry about us. Well, that there is a big old fat lie, if uh, anyone is familiar with all of the uh, kerfuffle that was happening over in Harris, Dallas, and Tarrant County regarding the drop boxes. You know, we use drop boxes in Texas. And uh, someone in Texas, I don't know if it was the Secretary of State, the Deputy Secretary of State, or just the county clerks, Decided for themselves to go ahead and, uh, you know, write election law for themselves. Never mind the Texas Constitution. Never mind federal constitutions. Never mind that the states are to legislate election law. In the state of Texas, the same crap happened. Okay? That's why our entire GOP grassroots voted to decertify 2020. Not just one county. Ladies and gentlemen, not just one county, but all of the counties, ladies and gentlemen in Texas. Let's finish up this here article, guys, so we can call it a night. It says, starting months before the 2020 presidential election, Trump and his allies have made a series of unfounded claims suggesting that drop boxes open the door to voter fraud. Of course, this has been proven, 2,000 mules, okay, okay all of the investigations and audits that have since transpired all of the lack of chain of custody all of the broken chain of custody all of the broken state election laws ladies and gentlemen drop boxes Uh, america can clearly see whether or not drop boxes are any good for the security of elections Article says Republican state lawmakers, as part of their push to add new voting restrictions, have in turn placed rules around when and where the boxes could be accessed. Arizona Assistant Secretary of State Ali Bones said drop boxes are safe and secure and might even be considered more secure than postal service mailboxes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They probably are secure. They're probably uh, strong as a diamond, but let's face it. We're not worried about breaking into them. We're worried about what you're putting inside of them. Okay. Arizona has had robust mail-in voting for years. That includes the use of drop boxes. Okay, a little bit of information we got from Carrie Lake a little bit earlier on in tonight's show. And in the AP survey, the state reported no damage, stolen ballots, or fraud associated with them in the 2020 election. Nevertheless, Trump-aligned lawmakers in the state pushed for legislation that would ban drop boxes. But they were stymied by the Democrats, of course. And what did I say? Several Republicans who disagreed with the strategies. I'm telling you, you're going to see Republicans and Democrats hand in hand with elections from the establishment media from here on until, here out until, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Here's a great example of a Republican-controlled state. Utah is a state controlled by Republicans that also has widespread use of mailed ballots and no limits on the number of drop boxes a county can deploy. Jackson Murphy, spokesman for Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson, a Republican who is the state's top election official, said in the Associated Press survey that Henderson encourages counties to make secure drop boxes accessible to voters. Deidre Henderson, Utah. Did you guys catch that? Deidre Henderson, Utah. I hope you're paying attention. So in some world, that rhino alert went off without a hitch. I don't know if that was this world or another dimension, but uh, I hope you enjoyed it if you heard it twice, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, yeah, Deidre Henderson, Rhino, of the states responding to the survey, 15 indicated that drop boxes were in use before 2020 and 2022, have no limits on how many can be used in this fall's election. At least five states take the extra step of setting a minimum number of drop boxes required. Republican-led Florida and North Dakota and Democrat-led New York did not respond. Um, Montana and Virginia did, but did not answer the survey questions related to the 2020 election election. Last year, five states added new restrictions to ballot drop boxes, according to research by Voting Rights Lab that included Georgia, where President Select Joe Biden won a narrow victory and where drop boxes were allowed under an emergency rule prompted by the pandemic. Georgia Republicans say their changes have resulted in drop boxes being a permanent option for voters, requiring all counties to have at least one. But the legislative legislation, which includes a formula of one box per 100,000 registered voters, means fewer will be available in the state's most populous communities compared with 2020. Iowa lawmakers last year approved legislation to limit drop boxes to one per county. Previously, state law did not say how many drop boxes, uh, boxes counties could use. This year, Louisiana, Missouri, and South Carolina have passed laws effectively prohibiting drop boxes, according to the Voting Rights Lab, which researchers state election law changes. Along with incidents recorded in the news reports, the AP survey found a handful of cases in 2020 in which drop boxes were damaged. Officials in Washington state said there were instances where drop boxes were hit by vehicles, but no ballot tampering had been reported. Massachusetts election officials said one box was damaged by arson in October 2020, but that most of the ballots inside were still legible enough for voters to be identified, notified, and sent replacements. A dropbox also was set on fire in Los Angeles County in 2020, but a local election official said the vast majority of the ballots that were damaged were able to be recovered and voters provided new ballots. Another dropbox in California was temporarily closed because of a wildfire. Okay, so let's hear what this rat, Secretary of Snakes Jocelyn Benson, has to say, okay? Will We will humor the snake, the wretched Jocelyn Benson, she says. The irony is they were put in place to respond to a problem with the post office and make sure people had a secure way of returning their ballots. And so there's no actual legitimate concern except for, again, potential external threats. Or people who have been radicalized through misinformation to try to tamper with dropboxes to make a point. So, you know, you know, that's exactly correct, wretched Jocelyn Benson, Secretary of Snakes in Michigan. You're not concerned with what's going in the dropbox as far as Jocelyn Benson is concerned anything that is put into that drop box is a potential lawful ballot. She don't care if it's like, you know, your mama's a recipe for the best potatoes, a gratin, or whatever. They just want to make sure that the sleeping public understands these radical conservatives and Republicans. They're just worried about the boxes being damaged physically because obviously they're more secure than your post office. Okay. So uh, unsubstantiated claims by this Associated Press article, I would have to say, and I'm pretty sure you guys would agree, right? But you don't got to take my word for it. I think uh, we'll give the last word Regarding this Associated Press survey of Dropboxes, okay, as well as um, uh, this, uh, this uh, hoity-toity frickin' Rhinos of Yore, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give the last word to Dinesh D'Souza because he does it so well, ladies and gentlemen, whenever he's talking about logic and reason and intelligence in regards to some of the crap reports and stories that we get out of our shame stream, lame stream, fake news, legacy, media, a mockingbird, propaganda press. Here we go.
6: The Associated Press uh, AP seems to have uh, decided to designate itself As the official cover up artist of the 2020 election. Because really, going all the way back to 2020, the uh, repeated assurances that not just that the election is safe and secure, not just the regurgitation from Chris Krebs and Schumer and all these other sources declaring the election to be secure, but claiming to have done investigative work to confirm. The secureness of the election this a p has decided we're going to do this kind of work now, several months ago a p put out a uh, highly touted and cited and reprinted article basically saying we've looked at every single case of election fraud in six contested states. We found only 475 cases uh, in court. Not all of those have even been proven. But even if you granted that all of them are true, this would in no way overturn the election in any of those key battleground states. Now, this article was from the beginning based on a very fallacy, but also a very very cunningly advanced fallacy, namely that a look at, a, at the court cases involving a phenomenon are an accurate gauge of how widespread that phenomenon is. So let's consider, for example, court cases in six states involving drugs. How many cases have been prosecuted in those same six states involving, let's say, drug use? And if you can say that I found 475 cases in, the, in those six states, could you reasonably conclude, therefore, there are only 475 people in the six states using illegal drugs? Nonsense. There are, in fact, not just thousands, not just tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of people using illegal drugs. There are, the number of cases that make their way to court is a tiny fraction of the, of the infractions themselves. And the same is true in so many other areas of law. Speeding. You can say, well, we've looked at the number of speeding tickets in Texas or in San Diego or wherever, and therefore we can c- conclude that only 17 people in the entire state speeded, uh, let's say, for example, in the month of June uh, last month. Well, this would be nonsense. Uh, lots of people go over the speed limit. A tiny fraction of them are, are caught. The cop has to be on the scene. Even then, cops have some discretion of who to even pull over. and so the idea that you could gauge how widespread it is based upon court cases is ludicrous. But that was AP, and AP's back again, now contending, uh, quote, no, pro- no major problems with ballot drop boxes in 2020, AP fines. AP finds. Well, how, what, uh, what did AP do to, to confirm this? Well, it turns out AP did two things. One is they contacted election officials around the country, some of them responded. By the way, many of them didn't. Uh, so, number one, uh, they're saying that we know that mail and drop boxes have no problems. Why? Because election officials say so. <laughs> wow. Um, we know that banks are not vulnerable to being to being um, to being robbed because bank managers assure us that they're doing an outstanding job in securing the banks at all levels. And number two, they ask these officials questions like. Has anyone ever broken into a Dropbox? How easy is it to vandalize or break into a Dropbox compared to, say, a U.S. mailbox? And then they quote election officials to saying, well, you know, these Dropboxes are much, they're, they're just as hard to break into as, let's say, a U.S. mailbox. And we've had very few, in fact, any cases at all of anyone attempting to do this. Well, you can see here how AP is basically just relying on the absolute ignorance on the part of the audience of what the problem really is. This is sort of like saying, well, listen, you know, uh, banks are never robbed because the buildings themselves are secure. We have very few cases of people actually vandalizing the bank itself, vandalizing the bank building. Well, if the problem you're dealing with is that people are slipping into the bank and using counterfeit money, which is to say fraudulent ballots, that's not a problem of the bank building itself being insecure. It's a problem of the processes that are used to count the currency. That's the problem is right there. So similarly here, the problem isn't whether drop boxes can be broken into or vandalized. It is the illegal and fraudulent votes that, that get dumped into them. Duh. So so AP uh, is, uh, again, the, uh, using a strategy that's pretty common in the media, you might remember some months ago, NPR did a hit job on the movie, and what NPR did constantly in this hit job was they set up a straw man. So, for example, if the movie says, we investigated a murder, we got valuable information, we turned it over to the FBI, NPR would would then say, we went to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the GBI, which is a sister organization, but not the FBI. Separate buildings, separate staff. And they go, did, through the vote, submit any information to you? And the GBI goes, no, they did not. And then NPR goes, there, look, they're denying that that what is said in the movie is true, even though the movie made it clear the information was not given to the GBI, it was given to the FBI. Uh, Maybe the FBI shared it with the GBI, maybe they didn't, but this is no sort of refutation at all. And similarly here, you have AP basically saying, Election drop boxes are not vandalized. Nobody's actually breaking into those drop boxes. Therefore, we can conclude that the election was completely secure. So all of this, I think, is a measure of how desperate these people are to sustain the narrative, uh, a narrative that is, was unsustainable from day one, unsustainable from day one, because it made no attempt to prove what it stated categorically. This is the most secure election in history. No attempt was ever made to prove it. It was always sustained uh, just by dogmatism, by censorship, and now, as in the case with AP, by preposterous lies.
0: By preposterous lies, ladies and gentlemen. Well said, Dinesh, well said. We can always rely on you to speak in a concise and effective manner. You want to talk about having all of your bullets count? You go to you go to Dinesh, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. So, well, there you have it, guys. A real quick look at some of the things that are going around and about in our country as far as election integrity goes. Uh, You know, Arizona has a pretty big day. Patriots, America first. Make America great again. We've got a pretty big day ahead of us. But I think one thing that we can definitely take away from tonight's report is uh, the need to act on these rhinos and uh, to relish the ability that we can see them. Like, they're standing right in front of us, guys. They are standing right in front of us in their shiny new clothes and They're still managing to pants themselves. So uh, take that in for a fact as well. Uh, I would say, and I think many would agree, that a lot of what we are seeing coming from the legacy media, the fake news press, from the Capitol Hill, uniparty, treasonous, deceptive realm of uh, selected officials, Um, we're seeing desperation, okay? And we're not even talking about the things going on around the world. Uh, we're simply talking about their counterpunch. Uh, You know, for the last few months, we've really been able to experience the counterpunch of the left. And... I think we could all agree that their counterpunch is pretty darn weak, ladies and gentlemen. If you consider all the stories I shared with you tonight, and considered the narrative of the legacy media that was interwoven into tonight's stories, I think you guys can tell. Their counterpunch does not add up to a whole lot of stuff so with that said ladies and gentlemen we will bid you all a night adieu a night adieu for tonight again i do apologize if i was a little dodgy and or glitchy and or sketchy on your side of the screen that's just me just kidding, guys. Uh, my Wi-Fi is just totally throttled today. So we'll, we'll see if we can't get tonight's report to close out in a fine and a uh, favorable way. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, please be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. We'll see you soon. This is Mr. C signing out for the C report. Have a great night.
3: the number you have dialed has been changed. The new number
1: is... Though victory's proof of the skills you possess, defeat is the proof of your grit. A weakling can smile in his days of success, but at trouble's first sign, he will quit. So the test of the heart and the test of your pluck isn't skies that are sunny and fair but how do you stand to the blow that is struck and how do you battle despair a fool can seem wise when the pathway is clear and it's easy to see the way out but the test of a man's judgment is something to fear and what does he do when in doubt and the proof of his faith is the courage he shows when sorrows lie deep in his breast It's the way that he suffers the griefs that he knows that bring out his worst or his best. The test of a man is how much he will bear for a cause which he knows to be right. How long will he stand in the depths of despair? How much will he suffer and fight? There are many who serve when the victory's near, and few are the hurts to be borne but it calls for a leader of courage to cheer the men in a battle forlorn. It's the way you hold out against odds that are great that proves what your courage is worth. It's the way that you stand to the bruises of fate that shows up your stature and girth. And victory's nothing but proof of your skill veneered with a glory that's thin. Unless it is proof of unfaltering will and unless you have suffered to win.